welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am in this collection, in this representation of, uh, I guess, Royal Heraldry, is that what we call it? The coat of arms. I am Rory, your shield, and I am flanked by my two standard bearers, Christopher the Lion and Jonathan the Unicorn. Hello, boys. (laughs) How are we doing? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that intro, Rory, but uh, it felt like you hadn't prepared anything, and then it just came right back at the very end. I'll I'll let you in on a little secret, Chris. I have never prepared them, ever. I think maybe I prepared the first one that we ever did, and then... From then on, I realize as I'm saying the words, hello, everybody, I realize that I'm going to try and say something stupid and I'm already backing myself and then I panic and it all just falls apart. This guy is a master of his craft, Chris. I don't know why he would ever <laughs> do it. It's incredible. Thanks. Amazing. My mind Amazing. is blowing right now. Because How... I, I tightly script every little aside <laughs> that I do. Oh, really? I've got... And it's sort of like those choose-your-own-adventure choose books. So it's like if Rory says A, then I'll say, you know, something about a climate change denying humanity. If Rory <laughs> says B, then I defer to Johnny and he talks about somebody punching a puffin. Uh, it's, it's, it's all very, it's all tightly scripted. This actually, Chris, and I, Chris and I did four rehearsals for this episode, actually, this week, just to really be on it for once. Why? But why don't you guys invite me to those rehearsals? Wouldn't that make sense? like to keep you on your toes yeah oh honestly it does way. make sense if you're doing that whole choose your own adventure thing because you do seem to have i'd say maybe four jokes a season <laughs> that you repeat every episode so yeah it checks exactly. out yeah it makes Fair. a lot of sense yeah, yeah. um that's what, that's what the readers uh, want they want so consistency much. play the hits no one wants the b-sides play the hits <laughs> <laughs> Comfort in repetition. I get it. I understand it. I like it. Um, Well, look, today, before we get into our story, and I'll explain why I was talking about shields and standard bearers and lions and unicorns and everything in a wee bit, but um, last week we revealed the exciting news that we're having a competition uh, towards the end of the year where you can phone in or send in your voice messages to us, and we might play some of them on the show, uh, depending on how interesting and funny or just vile and and offensive they are. And the best ones are going to win T-shirts, I believe. They're going to win some merch, and we're going to announce that at the end of the year. So the two ways you can do that is by emailing us some sort of voice message, record on your phone, send it in. We've already had a couple in that way, which was great. Email us at thistledonicelypod at gmail.com or now, as of earlier today... This is an incredible update to this, by the way. So congratulations, you. (laughs) Yes, very good at what I do. Uh, You can call us on 4844-TDN-POD. 
Oh, right, that's not your eight. number. Your number is six four it's six. No, it's no. The number you use. We keep, this is the actual. You said numbers. phone us, so we phone you. Yes, and your phone, number. Let me just phone get it right. At, is no, Jonathan. Six four six. No, you're going to confuse people, Jonathan. <laughs> it's four eight four four eight three six seven six three, uh, and I'll start putting it on the notes in the episode. You know, you can scroll down and where you can get our email address and everything else. But it's four eight four four TDN Pod. Do you not think that's amazing that we that, that I, we were able to get that? I like how you only just revealed that now. I just you sent me the number earlier and you you didn't say anything about TDN Pod and you yeah. just dropped in two revelations in the space of two minutes. I my choose your own adventure is all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. How did that come up, up in your rehearsals? We weren't prepared it for didn't. this. Yeah. We were not prepared so for that. We were not prepared. The person that we get to um, shadow debate, the guy that we have sub in <laughs> for you, is this really really nice guy called uh, Kevin, and uh, he he's he actually does a really good job impersonating you. But he is from Slovakia, and he really <laughs> hasn't nailed your accent. Wow! Does he look like me? No, no, he not he didn't. But he was cheap, um, and <laughs> he. He didn't mention anything about this phone, so I think I'm going to have to let Kevin go. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, Kevin, but pull your shit together. Like, raise your game yeah. if you want to keep up with this. It's going to be bad because he's got, he's got five kids and Christmas <laughs> is coming in and this was his only source of income. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not my fault. I didn't even even know he was employed, so if anything, it's on we'll you guys. Welcome to the TSL to nicely. <laughs> I am your host, Roy Yengis. He doesn't. You guys should have at least my held phone, auditions for this. My phone number is six four <laughs> Stop six. Saying <laughs> what my number is. Stop it, because you're so gonna make one, a mistake. One, one more day. number in episodes until <laughs> someone pieces it together. But yeah, look, phone the number four eight four four eight three six seven six three. It's a Google Voice account, so you know whatever fees may apply if you're international i think you need to put a plus one at the beginning of that we'd love to hear from our international listeners and then basically it'll ring and then just let it go to voicemail and leave a message for us and that will be that would be ideal nobody will answer it you just leave a recording of whatever your message is you can also send us an audio recording like someone from australia did already if yes you like if you find that easier yeah. yes uh, so we have a couple so far if they're the only two, they will be guaranteed a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but we're hoping for more. <laughs> and these are going to be exclusive, like, custom-made t-shirts, pretty much. Like, nobody else is going to get them. We're not selling these. But yeah, I, I don't know if fees apply when phoning, especially if you're phoning internationally. So, you know, kids, ask the bill player before... B- bill player... Player? God damn it. <laughs> kids, ask the bill pair. Kids, ask the <laughs> bill player before you do this. Now, are you guys ready for story with Rory? <laughs> this guy, Kevin. What? I mean, uh, I feel you could he's have just... five. Rory's we, got five kids. We could have rehearsed five this. Kids. He never needed to get involved. It seems like a, a, an insane expense on your behalf. Uh, oh, I'm we're not... not it's going to it. the corporate I'm card. Sure. Yeah, we're not paying for it. Uh, that's just my credit card. It's not a corporate yeah. card. Yep. Yeah. For those out there, Rory's credit card number is <laughs> 6589. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, please do get in touch. Send us your, your voice messages. We'd love to hear from you. And there might be a t-shirt in there for you. 
Um, okay. You boys ready to hear some bizarre stories from Scotland? Or at least one bizarre story. Yes. Yes. One bizarre story. Just yeah, one. Just one. Time um, is money. You know that every country has a national animal. Um, it's a thing that countries do. I think uh, America, it's the, yeah. the golden eagle. England has the lion. I don't know. I can't think of. I'm assuming f- the the front. lion is the lion is very popular. The lion yes. is, uh, features in several countries. I'm assuming it's, France is some sort of fancy bird. The cockerel. Uh, I'm pretty huh? sure France is a cock. Yep. There you go. Fancy bird. Australia is probably the kangaroo. They've got enough of them. And so there's all these kind of relatively normal animals kicking around the world. Normal countries, normal animals, and then there's Scotland. <laughs> and so we've had the the same national animal for literally hundreds and hundreds of years um it was actually in the 1300s that king robert robert the bruce you know you know the actual braveheart adopted the unicorn as scotland's <laughs> national animal uh, and the thing is, can so we all, can was we, that a can mistake we somewhere along the way? Like, was that just a spelling error or something? I don't know. It seems very random. To it's me. such a fancy lad move for a country <laughs> that is generally quite a dour and yeah. depressed nation that has, you know, doesn't like fun and you know doesn't doesn't like making a fuss. And instead, we go and choose this mythical beast. Uh, I. One one of the reasons I wanted to do this is the like my nieces and nephews on Jane's side and her brother, in fact, are obsessed with this fact that the, the national <laughs> the national animal of Scotland is unicorn. So much so that they just call me the unicorn. So when Jane was down there recently, she was playing like Barbie with her her uh, niece, and she was like, "Okay, so where's the unicorn?" And James was like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's in like the toy box or something." It's like, "Oh no, he he's probably up up in New York looking after the cats." <laughs> and it's just that's their name for me now, um, and that's all they talk about because well, it it's because is... you're one in a million, Rory. You're absolutely smashing. <laughs> I don't. I think it's just because I'm Scottish, and it's such a bizarre no, animal. You're, you're mythical, have. and you're absolutely charming, <laughs> and you've got a big staff pointing at your head <laughs> thank you i think thank thank you uh yeah all right so johnny i think you had a good question which is was this a mistake why did we choose it and no yeah because like, i could very... i could buy the what chris was saying you know we're a con- country where people were like you know it's not glamorous it's hard working it's terrible weather you know it would like be easy for me to get to like badger, ox, you know, not this sort of high profile <laughs> animals, like more like hardworking, stocky, uh, but like to uh, get uh, miserable to, hippo. Yeah. Like, you know, a, do- a sad donkey, something like that. But Angry like, goat <laughs> chewing a tin. Yeah. Like they all would, I could get there more easily. The, the idea that someone was like, yeah, unicorn. Just a one. wet scabby dog. <laughs> 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 sitting in a puddle miserable yeah, shivering i'm actually really it's enjoying shit. myself i'm fine the moment you go up to it just almost takes your hand off <laughs> Jesus. okay okay i'm sorry i'm sorry just trying to give you a biscuit no i know i know i know that's what it should be but it's not it's this it's it's the unicorn it's the mythical white horse with a giant horn that adorns the bedrooms of every four-year-old girl across the world but 
again, we go right back to, to Robert the Bruce, like one of the most famous kings in Scottish history, the, the guy that, you know, multiple movies have been made about, um, you know, there's, there's songs and poems about him and all this type of stuff. He was Robert Braveheart. He was, um, I, I think, was he known as Robert Lionheart at one point as well? Um, uh, Unicorn I, getting... I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that would make yeah. more sense. Yeah. Are you mixing Be- that up with uh, Richard, Richard Lionheart? Richard Lionheart, yes, you're right. Who's but, the English, English king. But we do have, so Scotland has uh, two flags. We have the saltire, which is the white cross with the blue background, but we also have the yellow flag with the red lion rampant, and that was... Uh, Bruce's Robert the Bruce's like family flag effectively and he adopted the lion as his personal um animal I guess but he chose the unicorn as the animal for the country and so we, we, the first thing you kind of need to remember is that like the they believe that unicorns were real back then it's, it wasn't the equivalent of of choosing you know like some sort of like they weren't thinking like let's choose a fancy animal that doesn't exist they were the equivalent of choosing like a bear or a dog or a you know angry goat or whatever um they truly thought that they were real and it was all around the world for thousands of years unicorns were an actual animal um and it was only in like the 1900s that the it was proven that they couldn't exist based on some sort of like, I don't know, they, they said that depending on physiologically, it's not possible for a single horned animal to kind of look like that. I don't know. I'm not. A also, also maybe the fact that no one had ever caught one and the bones <laughs> of one do- doesn't exist. I mean, sure. Well, I mean, if you read the, you know, th- that was a whole thing. Like people believe anything these days you just go onto twitter and you'll believe immediately what you read i know the equivalent of twitter was like uh, a drunken sailor turning up (laughs) yes in the 1300s it was myspace you're right Um, no there was like a drunken sailor turning up and just telling stories in the pub and he would tell stories of all kinds of things that he'd seen and he'd probably let's face it just seen a rhino or an antelope and then you know a lot of the time was narwhals as well you know those the you know, they almost look like manatees with horns, basically. Um, and that's what kind of pushed the belief. And and people just believed whatever they were told by sailors and scientists and everything else. Um, now, the depictions of them in these scientific books were detailed but very varied. Uh, some had, like, white horns, some had black horns. Some of them were kind of massive. They almost looked like elephants. Um, a lot of them had the kind of look of like a, a greyhound or a goat kind of size. There was even descriptions of unicorns being as small as mice. And it's just this kind of loose science back in the day where it was just whatever some random person was drawing and writing up in a, in a book that got passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the belief was so prevalent that there's mentions of the of unicorns in the Quran and in the Bible in various historical texts, again, the point is that they weren't choosing this fanciful, crazy animal, which we think of it now. They were choosing something that seemed legit. In addition to that, like we think of, uh, of, of unicorns as something that little girls play around with, but they were considered the strongest animal in the animal kingdom. So they were... 
seen as like no other animal would mess with them. They were frequently portrayed fighting lions and elephants and everything else. They were basically considered, the the unicorn was considered the only animal that uh, could defeat a lion, which was, as we know, the king of the jungle. So the kind of the point is, this isn't like so insane for them to have done it back then. Everybody else was picking these badass animals. We picked the unicorn. Make sense? Yeah. I'm, Literally, yeah, okay. neither of you are even looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a had an emergency. You're both yawning and like <laughs> looking away. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was, said I was it would be a quick one. To, responding to an emergency. Sure. So, yeah, what are we too. talking about? Kelpie is fine. Chris was just texting All right. me. That's what I was. Sorry. Uh, so they were seen as these amazing, powerful, <laughs> and magical animals, particularly uh, by yes, like the yes, aristocracy powerful, yes. in the West. Um, aristocracy. Yes, I'm. I'm. am t- taking every word in. Yes, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, if you remember, like, not only did they think that like these animals existed, but like the concept of them having magical powers was also not like unknown because this was a time when they believed in witches magic was a real thing it was like a true thing that they actually believed in so as much as they were true animals with like strength and all this type of stuff they also were literally magical um they represented kind of purity there was all these stories of them being able to uh, you know the, the unicorn would turn up and dip its horn into poisoned water in order to clean the water and purify it And this then led to people wanting to buy and sell unicorn horns. So they would take like a powdered unicorn horn and uh, use that as medicine. And it was always just, you know, let's face it, like just nonsense. It was like any ground up bones or anything like that. It was just snake oil. But they would also, um, a lot of people, specifically British royalty, would have unicorn horns, full horns to drink out of so that they knew that whatever they were drinking was not poisoned because a unicorn horn was purifying it. And these were the narwhal well, horns. Well, y- you know, the, the the royals need to get their professional cup holders, like right. the aforementioned Duke of Buckingham, who ended up poisoning James. So, so that didn't, that didn't work out too well for him, did it? Maybe he should have handed him, the, the cup that he should have handed him would have been a unicorn horn, and then he wouldn't have been poisoned. Yeah, maybe he was just drinking out of a horse trough. Yeah, that was probably the, the problem. A Saddlebag. Um, feed bags that the horses have. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is like these, these horns, so they were drinking out of narwhal halls, horns and they were being sold as unicorn horns. But I, I, you guys know what narwhals are. Like, um, you, you've seen a picture of them. They're, their horns are massive. And they're huge. We're right? talking like the equivalent. Yeah, I, 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 know what, I know what they are, but like they're a water-based creature. So sure. I'm, somewhat confused as to how that then gets translated into the well i know you said that they were depicted in different ways uh but how does it then kind of they settle on this horse style basically a horse with a horn well that was just through stories and i mean like again like i said like they saw rhinos and then assumed it was a unicorn they saw an antelope and then only saw one horn and assumed it was a, a unicorn but then, when they were selling, it's just so the horns, lazy, though, isn't it? Like the, if these explorers see uh, see all these different new animals when they're kind of going to Africa for the first time or whatever, and 
it's like, oh, I don't know what that is. It must be a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think that's just what they, like anything that looked a bit weird and different, they were like, all right, that's probably a ghost or a monster or a unicorn. <laughs> like, must be one of those yeah. three. There's only three things. <laughs> There's only three things, yeah. Or the devil. It could be the devil. Um, but yeah, they were, they were, so they were hunting, man, uh, not manatees, uh, God, I hope they're not, they're not hunting manatees. Um, no, they're hunting narwhals, cutting off their horns and then selling them to royalty for, uh, as these drinking vessels. And you think about it, it would be the equivalent of like Elizabeth the first drinking like a yard of ale because she's drinking out this massive horn. But these things were being sold for like tens of thousands of pounds, like British pounds. And that was back in the old timey money. So that's not even translating what's it that to in, real time. What's that in feet? <laughs> um, it's uh, four and a half hours. Right. Great, thanks. Yeah. Uh, a billion, a billion euros. Yeah. Oh God, who knows? <laughs> but it, it was just this insane kind of um, belief, plus this economy of it, and it was also a, a sign of um, incredible wealth if you had anything associated with unicorns around you but, but then how, they, how often were sorry uh, you may not know the answer to this but like how often were folks going to africa uh because i'm pretty sure there wasn't a rhino or an elephant farm in scotland that uh if we we probably have done an episode on that if if I, that had happened but how often were they going to go and hunt them get their tusks or their horns and bring them back this sounds like it was well, sort of happening all the time pretty frequently uh and we did have a lot of elephants in scotland so we had one elephant that lived in edinburgh castle and we had i believe an edinburgh edinburgh an elephant polo team that kicked about like the british empire this was like when we just took over the world and we're going everywhere and just stealing shit from everybody including elephants and narwhal tusks and everything else so yeah, yeah this was like fairly fairly common back then we had a navy we had boats we had we were yeah stealing all this shit yeah but robert the bruce was before yes that, that's so. true so the, yes robert the bruce time we're talking like a handful of people um going over and then spreading this myth and this story right when i'm saying that people are like now drinking out of uh narwhal tusks this is like a couple of hundred years later so the 1500s, let's say. Um, okay. Whenever Elizabeth I was, I think she was one that was mentioned. They believed that she had a tusk. But it was also, you know, as the time went on, there was obviously chivalry was a big thing. You know, when you're, uh, you know, a rich and powerful man, you want to be seen as incredibly powerful, but obviously very benevolent and good as well. And that's what, unicorns represented was the most powerful animal in the animal kingdom but also doing good with that power and so that's what the aristocracy of britain wanted to be seen as and so there was this kind of uh it, it, what it represented for them was a, a like an idealized version of what they would want to be the same way that people want to be like today you get all those like dude bros online that want to be like lions not lambs and but like what is it? The wolf, not the sheep, and all that type of stuff. It was that back in the day, these men wanted to be the unicorn, not the lion, or something like that. Um, it's just all a 
dick waving contest, isn't it? That's what the horn represents. That's why Jeff Bezos' space capsule looks like a penis. <laughs> it's just yes, it's all that. Whoever's yeah, got the biggest, just, I want to be Nothing a really big, powerful changes. horse with a big dick on yes. my head. Yes, exactly. It's disgusting. So, I, I, with all that context of them truly believing that this was a real animal, with it having these magical powers, with these healing powers, with it also being the status symbol that if you had anything associated with unicorns, it was incredibly expensive. And so it meant you had money and it also represented the best of humanity being strong and powerful and benevolent. It's not that weird to think of Robert the Bruce choosing it as the animal to represent his country. Um, And a lot of people think, you know, Scotland is this land of like myths and legends and magic. Um, And obviously that's why they would choose the, you know, mythical unicorn to be their national animal. But it was more like people, like they were literally choosing the hardest animal on the planet. Like they're like, that's that one over there. That's the one that could like kill four men just by headbutting them. Like, that's the animal that they were choosing. That's what it looked like back then. It was the equivalent of Russia choosing a bear and, you know, somebody else choosing, uh, I don't know, what's another big animal? Uh, a, a rhino. A, a rhino, giraffe. exactly. A big giraffe. You know, Johnny could kill, can kill a giraffe with his own arm, with his bare arms. <laughs> it's very true. This is a side note. Can't, but we had a, can't prove a, me wrong. Conversation. We had this conversation in the pub the other night, and he claims that he can kill a giraffe with his bare hands. <laughs> stand, I stand by it. Like to, you can't convince I'd me like otherwise. To see you try. There was drawings involved to try and explain how it would happen, and then a lot of googling on the di- the dimensions. <laughs> it got really heated. Next. Really heated yeah. argument about um, whether I could take a giraffe or not. And I think you I won't back down. I'm not changing my mind. You haven't. Com- no one's convinced me otherwise yet. Absolute nonsense. Uh, you're a you're a monster. <laughs> it's just nonsense. <laughs> so, so putting that aside, um, hang on, hold on. <laughs> I know. So would you, hold on, I've kind of forgotten my argument. Get in your head. Would you rather be? Would you rather be attacked by a fifty-foot giraffe or fifty one-feet giraffes? <laughs> what, the Personally, ones. the fifty-foot giraffe. Really? No, you'll get swarmed. Yeah, you'll get swarmed by the little ones. Yeah, they're only mm-hmm. a foot tall, though. 50 foot giraffe it would just stamp on you you're done nah we just like grab onto a leg or just run I think you had a 50 foot Johnny with you ready to strangle it <laughs> exactly that's it <laughs> just a few beside me um, also oh, 50 foot God. that's like 4 foot taller than me <laughs> yeah right? I was going to say that. yeah no it's it's about <laughs> yeah. um, 3 miles didn't we didn't we we didn't discuss the giraffe conversation with Kevin in the pre-write. I know this has really come up as well. Gone off the he's rails, he's gone. He's yeah. gone by the end of this episode. I'm I'm going to text him. Johnny, you knew about the giraffe conversation. You should have brought it up. <laughs> Warned him about that. I might have to uh, I have to get Gary in as an occasional. <laughs> oh, I told you, Gary. Gary's working for Joe Rogan now. He's doing very well for himself. <laughs> I mean, his personality is in the toilet, but he's very successful. As I was saying. If you look at so if you look at the coat of arms, uh, the Scottish coat of arms back then, you look at it right now, uh, you'll notice that the unicorn that is on it has a chain around its neck. And is it from New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's a really classic old chain. Yeah, he got it from his uh, from his mum on his sixteenth birthday. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's more of a chunky kind of BDSM kind of chain. It might be, you know, whatever you do, you unicorn. I'm a mythical creature here. <laughs> um. But no, what it the, the reason that they believe it has a chain around a neck is because it it represents the the fact that uh, Scottish royalty were so powerful they were able to tame unicorns because one of the other myths around the time was that only that the unicorns could only be tamed by virgins or royalty, and so. Basically, the the kings and the queens at the time, particularly the king, it was. I mean, we're talking about uh, Bruce here, especially he's the guy that chose it. Um, they felt that it showed their their divine providence of, as being in the 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 throne was that they could tame a, a badass and powerful creature like the unicorn. It was like you know, I'm so powerful. This is what I can control. Also, only royalty can control it. Therefore, I obviously, uh, you know, should be king. I'm the one that owns it, and they believe that that's why it yeah. was Check represented that. in the cha- the chains. And again, this permeates so much into our culture more than I think, uh, more than I knew. I think more than most of us knew that we even had currency. We had unicorn coins. So uh, James the Third. Uh, so he was he was king of Scotland between 1480s and 1520s. He issued gold coins that were in general circulation, general population circulation, whatever you call it, that had unicorns on them, and they were known as the unicorn. And they were ha- there was also half unicorns that were half the value. Like, come on, we got to make a cryptocurrency called unicorn. Unicorn. Bring it back. Yeah, that's it, Johnny. Crypto. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, trademark, no, talking, copyright, yeah. and all that other stuff. Yes, exactly. Can one of you tweet Elon right now, uh, just <laughs> to help us get this off the ground? Because I don't know, I don't know how to start a <laughs> cryptocurrency. I would, I, I don't. I, I'm fully happy to admit it. I think it's very, very easy. And also, everybody's chasing the unicorn companies as well. This would be like a double whammy, Johnny. We should yeah. probably cut all this out because this will make us millions of dollars. Yeah, it will certainly make us millions of unicorns. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and then, you know, we just get them converted into... Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> going to the men, fun. boys. We're going to the men. Yeah, so we had this, royal, this currency that was kicking about called the unicorns. We had half unicorns. Uh, they were in full circulation for a while, and then they started be, being used as kind of gifts to important guests so royalty would give them to ambassadors or or other members of royal families and all that type of stuff um and then eventually i think it was like james the fifth it was around his time that the it came out of circulation and just became kind of untenable to have the the unicorn coins that sounds very made up are you sure about this 100 percent that you can see them online there's some of them in new york like the 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 museums here in new york like it's bonkers johnny I just suspect it's a very, very long-running joke. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish this was Haggis all over again, but it's not. So, so much so, in 1544, the Scottish Navy had a 36-gun ship built in France that they named HMS Unicorn. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So, this was 1544. This was hundreds of years ago. 
Since then, there's been 11 more HMS unicorns. Wow. And the last one was built in 1993. And it was sold to podcast favorite Canada in 2001. <laughs> hey. Yeah. hey, get they, your own. They renamed it HMCS Windsor, which I think was a fucking pansy move. Like, bullshit, wow. boys. Na- give it well, back. Be a man. Call it HMS Unicorn. Their national animal is the beaver. So, you know, that might be them just kind of overcompensating for them having an inferior animal. You can impale like six beavers on one unicorn horn easily. Although a beaver a beaver could probably build a boat quite well. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what Canada's doing getting in our face like that. You know, up your Rename Canada. it. All I'm saying is rename it HMCS Unicorn. Be... Grow some balls. Be a man about it. Be better, Canada. Be better. So, then comes along, again, another podcast favorite, King Jimmy 3.5, King James the the 5th, no, the 6th and the 1st. Um, he was a man that, as we talked about in about 17 different episodes, united the crowns and edited the Bible. Um, and it was with the uniting of the crowns that he united the coat of arms. And this is where I get back to the original introduction. Yeah. So if you if you were to pull up the coat of arms right now, you would see that there's a shield in the middle, and the shield is flanked by a lion on one side and a chained unicorn on the other side. And the lion represents the animal of England. And this was where I was getting confused at the beginning, because it was. It was Richard Lionheart. So he was back in, like, the 12th century, um, was known as Lionheart. Lions were very big and as brave. That means you're all a big man. Um, and so that's been the the animal for England for, for literally centuries before Scotland had the unicorn. And I think this is where we get to the real reason why Scotland chose the unicorn. So England for about 100 years have had the lion. Then it come then comes along Robert the Bruce and he's like, I need to pick an animal for Scotland. The myths and legends say that the only animal that is able to beat a lion, the true enemy of the lion, is the unicorn. And oh, so that's yeah, why that's he did it. That's definitely why we chose it. He just yeah. went, yeah. gave the finger to England and was like, yeah, you know what? You've got a lion. I'll do you one better, mate. Here's a unicorn. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, a, that's 100% the reason he did it. It's a bit pathetic and a bit embarrassing, but that's up. That's how we ended up with the the unicorn. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's he, you know, he also edited the Bible as we talked about in our King James episodes. He mentions unicorns seven times in the Bible, um, and I'm pretty sure all of them were just down to bad translations. Uh, you know, trying to say you know mythical like trying to say something like rhino and then just mistranslating it or trying to say horse and then mistranslating it and you're just like yeah just put in unicorn that's good enough that's fine <laughs> yeah i mean he had final say didn't he <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but it was also around this time that the there was like all this animosity as we talked about between you know james coming in and taking over the crowns and the Scotland and England uniting and there was obviously you know those other countries that people forget about that were in Great Britain but it's no big deal it's really important about uh, Scotland 
But there is also this old nursery rhyme, which is fairly famous. I didn't really remember it, but it gets mentioned a lot when you're reading about unicorns in Scotland and England and all that type of stuff. Um, that was published around the time that James united the crowns. And Johnny, do you want to read us this nursery rhyme? Because yeah. um, I think it would be good for everybody to hear this. I hope this is the right one, because I also have never, ever heard this, I don't think, in my life. Yeah. Did, did you know it growing up? I think it's propaganda, but we'll get into it. it start, so, the lion and the unicorn were fighting for the crown. The lion beat the unicorn all around the town. Some gave them white bread, and some gave them brown. Some gave them plum cake, and drummed them out of town. And when he had beat him out, he beat him in again. He beat him three times over, his power to maintain. Like, what? This so, isn't a nursery rhyme. This is, like, really dark. I mean, I've got, I've got to quibble that, because Scotland took the crown, so the unicorn won. Yes, exactly. It's, the whole thing is just nonsense, like, First off, famously, unicorns can uh, can beat lions. So it doesn't make sense on like a base level of the lion beating the unicorn. And the second point, yes, ag- agreed, Chris. Like Scotland took over the crown. So, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the representative, you know, the, the like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, at a... Occasional. No, no. <laughs> Imagine, like... Symbolic. At a symbolic level, thank you, Johnny. At a symbolic level, the unicorn beat the lion as well. So it just makes no sense. I do think this is just, again, but hurt English people with propaganda against the Scots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got form for it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like I said, it permeates our culture way more than i ever realized it was in like the mid to late 1800s that people started thinking are we sure that unicorns are real things has anybody actually ever seen one um starting to not quite believe all the stories down the pub that they hear um starting to question all the horns that kept turning up um and then it was in 1900 that uh, a zoologist i've lost the name of proved that unicorns could not exist it was physically impossible but you can still see unicorns all over scotland like all over scotland there are statues of them everywhere hollywood palace has them a lot of the market crosses where like um you know almost like the town squares uh in the center of them on top of like the sort of water fountain there's unicorns There's a lot of, like, churches have them where they would have, like, the gargoyles and stuff. They just kind of, again, permeate our culture. If you look at, like, Stirling Castle, if you go inside Stirling Castle, it looks like it's been decorated by, like, a three-year-old girl. There's just unicorn tapestries everywhere. We also have National Unicorn Day, which is (laughs) April 9th every year, which, again, I had no idea about. Very silly. Yes. So normally we try and kind of coordinate uh, our episodes to be released around the time of some sort of national Scottish holiday, but obviously we we've screwed it up and come or, a bit or early approximately this. two weeks later, or approximately two weeks after <laughs> it. Yeah, um, I think this is actually perfectly on point for what this podcast does. Well, I think it's probably I think it's probably pretty good giving people like six months lead up to the event so that they can get prepared for it. You know, you got to like. 
find the narwhal, you got to cut off the horn, you got to surgically attach it to the horse. But what I'm Sterling Castle does host their annual unicorn event. They do have like unicorn day events and they do have, you know, magical unicorn tours and they have the puppet show and they have a special guest appearance from Pumpkin the Unicorn. And I feel we've probably stepped a little bit away from, you know, the elephant and lion killing, poison curing, powerful, manly beast from, you know, the 1300s. But also face painting is fun and rainbows are pretty. So, yeah, you know, you you give and you take uh, in, in situations like that. And I think that's totally fair. I also just thinking about this ludicrous episode that we we don't really monetize it do we the unicorn it's it's almost like it's a dirty little secret yeah it's never in the sort of international tourism mm. where you know we we do loch ness and whiskey and golf and and all that it's never like oh yeah we got a unicorn uh, <laughs> as well yeah, I, I do everything I could see that anybody who's doing some vague event for National Unicorn Day is very much aimed at like little girls. So, uh, I mean, I think it's hard to really lean into it from a tourist perspective. It definitely says a lot about Scotland that you land at like Glasgow Airport and the first thing you see is a huge poster for Tenants Lager, not a big picture of a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. I mean... Should we lean into it? Is this something that we should? I mean, we could just. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have such a silly animal, you might as well just fully commit to it. I think Johnny's on the right path. With when we go independent, we change our currency to the Unicoin, and it's yeah. fully crypto based. I think that's a good idea. I think that's solid. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that for sure. But yeah, I mean, Chris, you looked into some other national animals from around the world just to i think embarrass us even more there's not actually that many mythical uh like most people as i said like a lot of them have lions as you know america's got the bald eagle australia's got the kangaroo china's got the panda um but there's only a handful and one of the more famous ones is our uh british cousin wales which has the dragon which is also you know I mean, they've mythical, they've done uh, us there. They've got that right. Like dragons, I'd yeah, yeah. I mean, and they they really lean into it. They they're yeah. all about the dragons. So so fair play to them. Um, a couple other odd ones. Um, North Korea has a weird one, which is I, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I think it's called the Koloma, uh, which is the thousand mile horse, um, which it has kind of other weird spellings, and is just this. Um, mythical horse that kind of originates from the Chinese classics but again as far as I know it's it's it, I think it's a horse with wings basically I don't think it's you know we've I mean, got a horse with a horn they've got a horse with wings it's not surprising um, that North Korea's got a weird animal let's face it yeah I mean they've they've just made stuff up there haven't they does it have uh, the face of Kim the... Jong-il <laughs> no Kim Jong-un actually oh yeah. so they changed it they changed it's it up but it does have his haircut yeah um there's not i i I don't think there's really that many interesting ones to be honest i was a bit disappointed with people's uh people's choices here but there was one 
absolutely brilliant one in Portugal. I don't know if you guys know this, but Portugal has a thing called the Barcelo Rooster, which I'm just going to tell you this bonkers story about it because it's amazing. Uh, it tell the folk tale of the rooster of Barcelos tells the story of a dead rooster's miraculous intervention in proving the innocence of a man who had been falsely accused and sentenced to death. Okay, a dead rooster is their mascot. Um, so, <laughs> according to the tale, this landowner in Barcelos had silver stolen. The inhabitants of the city were looking for the person who committed the crime. One one guy became a suspect despite claiming that he was innocent. Uh, and he was arrested and condemned to hang, and the man asked him to take him in front of the judge who condemned him. And they honoured his request, took him to the house, who was holding a banquet with some friends. And in order to affirm his innocence, the man pointed to this rooster, which was roasted on top of the banquet table, and said, It is as certain that I am innocent as that rooster will crow when they hang me. And the judge thought he was a lunatic. They didn't decide, but they decided not to eat the rooster, because I guess he must have had some... Mild this inkling, is so but involved. At, as he was being hanged, the rooster stood up on the table and crowed <laughs> as predicted. Understanding the error, the judge ran to the gallows to discover that the man had been saved from being hanged thanks to a badly made knot in the rope. And that is Portugal's national animal. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal wow. for the win. Portugal. Portugal. Win. Yeah. Ghost, ghost cockerel. A, a I mean, ghost rooster. Never would have, never would have called that one. That's good for the yeah. pub quiz, though. Yeah, uh, well there. I'm, but nice. most of the other <laughs> mythical, <laughs> most of the other mythical animals, just I, I wouldn't say that interesting. Really, it's all kind of the the only other one that that piqued my interest was Singapore has the mare lion, but I think that's more of a mascot than a than a um, national animal. I'm not quite sure if it's their national animal, but it's basically it's basically like a giant lion that lives in the sea Lionfish. essentially yeah. i think you've it's probably seen it in depictions and things like that it's just, yeah, a it's sea just, lion. A, it's, it's just an otter <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i i don't know i'm i'm I, the, reading about it it makes more sense us having it uh, having the unicorn and I, I get it now but i guess the question is it, given modern science and knowing the the rebranding that unicorns have gone through. What do you think? Do you th- do you think we should keep it? Do you think we should change it? I, I mean, definitely if we were to change it. What would we change it to? I just I'm kind of into the idea of sort of backing it, but I also it's hard for me to get away from. Like I think it'd be quite funny to have an animal that's like quite miserable, like something that's just yeah, you know, a bit like, like stood in the rain. You know, the the wet dog with its. <laughs> The sort of angry wet dog, I think, is really like to me feels much more Scottish. I think this is probably the reason people don't like talk about the unicorn so much is like it. It feels a bit like odd it's when you think about the sort of truth of Scotland. Yeah, in a way. And so, it doesn't. It doesn't fit our who we are. So I think it's bad branding. Uh, I would only change it though if every other country agreed to a national animal draft. And <laughs> we all went off and every single country picked their animal, but the two rules were no nobody could have the same one and it would have to be native to that country. So I think that's I that's how this. you do it. And I think it would lead to some pretty funny moments when somebody like Germany took the eagle and and uh, America just kicks off and just goes nuts cause, uh, yeah, because because they're America USA they have to like... go like as one of the last countries. 
they would have buffaloes and and you know brown bears and everything else. They'd be totally fine. No, but yeah. they we... want the eagle. They'd go. They'd go nuts. <laughs> no, 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 pal. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Listen, buddy. I. Yeah, I like the idea of like a wee wet scabby West Island terrier, like something like that would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, look, that's it. That's the story of the unicorn. That's why when you look at our coat of arms, when you look at the coat of arms of Britain, you see a unicorn. Um, so I can pierce the sky. <laughs> is, that, is that a unicorn song? That's from the office. From the office. Oh, beautiful voice of an angel. Um, so I guess everybody phone in, send us your voicemails, send us your voice recordings, thisodonicepod at gmail.com. And, you know, as of now, I hope you American readers had a good Thanksgiving and everybody else, I hope you just had a good Tuesday morning. This will <laughs> do, lads. This will do nicely. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and write a quick review on whichever podcasting app you're using. It really does help us out. We'd love to hear from you either via our email, thistledonicelypod at gmail.com or via facebook.com slash thistledopod or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thistledopod. You can also visit our website, thistledonicelypod.com. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at J-A-W underscore K-N-E-E underscore. Love, hugs, and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod.